You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour in the next 30 minutes. We are going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. Why are we learning these? So we can become just like them, right? We can't let them have all the fun. (laughs) All right. All right. I hope you guys are ready. We have a dynamic show for you today. And the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, people who succeed have momentum. The more they succeed, the more they want to succeed, and the more they find a way to succeed. Similarly, when someone is failing, the tendency is to get in a downward spiral that can even become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's Tony Robbins. What a great quote, isn't it? Well, this the name of today's show is called Straight to the Top because that's where we're going. We're going straight to the top. Are you guys ready? All right. I know I am. If you want to go back and listen to this show or any of my previous shows, all you got to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. And if we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, or you can just do a search for The Real Mark Starr. And we also have a Power and a Half Hour Facebook group. So go ahead and send a request to join that group, okay? Uh, Continue to send me your questions, comments, and suggestions to powerandahalfhour at gmail.com. That's powerandahalfhour.com at gmail.com. I love to hear from you guys. And last announcement before we go ahead and get started is I just came out with my new book. You guys have heard me talking about it for the last however many weeks now. Um, Go and download a free copy of the book. It's absolutely free. So what do you have to lose? All you got to do is go to www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. You're going to put your information in. Once you put that in, it's going to take you to a thank you screen, and then it will send you an email from me, okay? Once you get that email, all you're going to do is there'll be a link in there for you to download the book for absolutely free. Now, if you want a physical copy of the book, just reach out to me, and we'll work on getting you one. I have the website being built now, but uh, you can get the book for free. Right. All it is is you're going to read about 10 to 15 minutes a day. You're going to read a chapter a day. And I guarantee you, absolutely guarantee you, money back guarantee, you read a chapter a day, apply what you learn to your life. It's going to change your life. All right. I hope you guys are ready. Profile number one, Jordan Marin, a.k.a. Captain Sparkles. Now, Jordan was able to turn his hobby into a multi-million dollar source of income. Jordan is a famous YouTuber who goes by the name Captain Sparkles. He launched his Captain Sparkles YouTube channel when he was just 18 years old and launched a few other channels before that. Jordan started off by posting videos pertaining to the Call of Duty games, but once he launched the Captain Sparkles channel, he became known for his Minecraft play videos and song parodies. Jordan has become one of the most profitable stars on YouTube with millions of subscribers, billions of views, and a net worth of $8.2 million. 
here it is. This kid started a business with probably literally no money, just his computer, right? Now he has his own YouTube channel and, and influences probably millions of kids all over the world, millions of people who are into whatever his, is on his channel. It's a business he started with no money. Now he's worth $8.2 million. The second person we're going to profile is Nick D'Alosio. Now, Nick is a self-taught programmer that started out his education on the subject with a copy of C for Dummies and how-to videos on the Internet. <laughs> Did you guys hear what I said? This guy went to the store and bought a book, one of those yellow books. We've all seen them before, whatever for dummies. You know, they have gardening for dummies, cooking for dummies, computer programming for dummies. That's all he had to start with. Nobody taught him, right? He bought one of those dummies books, and he went on YouTube and probably watched a whole bunch of videos. Now, once Nick became good with programming, he launched his first app when he was 12 years old. Hold on one second. You're telling me that before 12, this kid had the insight to go to the store and buy a book to learn how to program. He wasn't even 12. Now, he would later go on to develop a new app every summer break. Nick eventually developed an app called Trimit when he was 15 years old. Trimit would condense lengthy articles into short summaries ranging from 1,000 to 140 characters. A Hong Kong billionaire saw the potential and gave Nick $300,000 in venture capital to perfect the app. Now, as Nick reworked the app, he would go on to change the name to Sumly. Nick eventually sold the app to Yahoo for $30 million. And Yahoo ended up giving him a position there like he needs it. He's got $30 million, right? Here it is. This kid started at before age 12, right? Nobody taught him. He went and bought a book at the bookstore, and he went and watched a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. I tell people all the time, if, if I was 18 again, before I spend my money to go to college, I'm going to YouTube University because I promise you, anything that you want to learn how to do, you can learn it on YouTube. The third profile, Ashley Qualls. Ashley began teaching herself HTML, HTML when she was 14 and decided to launch a site called whateverlife.com to showcase her design work for interested buyers. Now, Ashley got the money to start the business from her mom. Guess how much her mom loaned her? $8. $8 to buy the domain name. Now, when she first started, Ashley didn't get much traffic at all. The following year, Ashley began offering her services to classmates that wanted more personalized layouts for their MySpace and social networking pages. As her traffic grew from word-of-mouth advertising, Ashley joined Google AdSense and took a cut of the advertising revenue. As traffic began to grow, Ashley started making deals directly for people to advertise their products on her site. As of 2014, whateverlife.com receives 7 million unique visits per month and Ashley earns millions of dollars in ad dollars, in ad revenue. Teenager making millions. Why can't we? 
Fourth person, Sean Belnick. When Sean was 14, he invested $500 into his own business venture called bizchair.com. He made this initial $500 by mowing lawns and selling his Pokemon cards. <laughs> it's funny, right? This guy made the money to start his business. I hear people all the time crying about money. This guy sold his Pokemon cards and cut a whole bunch of grasses and came up with his $500 to start his business. He was serious at age 14. Now, Sean had spent time observing his stepfather's business selling office furniture. As the Internet was starting to take off, Sean became aware of how much money people could save if they cut out the middleman and sell directly online. Now, by 16 years old, Sean was a millionaire. By six in two years, he became a millionaire. Today, BizChair has grown so large that it has a 70-acre headquarter office in Georgia. Now, did you all notice something that everyone that I profiled this week had in common? Yes, they were all teenagers. Isn't it amazing that someone that is not even driving age can launch a, and build a multi-million dollar business? Now, some people will discount what they've done and say, sure, they're younger. It's easier for them to do it. But just as easy or hard as it is for them, it's just as easy or hard for us. We all have some sort of advantages and maybe some slight areas that we can stand to improve or get help in. Right. The fact still remains that if they can do it, we can do it as well. Now, this past weekend, I spoke to a bunch of teenagers, so I prepared. So as I prepared for my speech, I decided to study other successful teenagers to find out the common denominator, denominator or common traits among these successful teens. Now, as I researched, I came across a book written by Nick Tart entitled What It Takes to Make More Money Than Your Parents. If you guys have teenagers and know some teenagers, you might want to buy them this book. Now, in this book, Nick and his partner interviewed 25 six-figure-plus teenage entrepreneurs. What they found was that all of these entrepreneurs shared a lot of similar traits. Nick found seven traits that the young entrepreneurs shared in common. Trait number one, they all had family support and encouragement. Now, all 25 teenagers came from families that didn't doubt their ambitions. Let me repeat that. All 25 teenagers came from families that didn't doubt their ambitions. We have to support our children. We got to support all of our loved ones, period. But especially our children, because we never know the silly idea that they may have could be um, ne the next million or billion dollar business. Now, this wasn't necessarily financial support. This was emotional support. Of all the entrepreneurs that Nick interviewed, only one got seed money from a family member. Some were given loans that they later paid back. Number two, they started with something manageable. Regardless of the idea, each young millionaire started with an idea that they could actually execute, right? They didn't start trying to have a business about going to the moon or something like that. They started something that they could actually do. Now, starting with something manageable built their confidence and it helped them build their reputation as entrepreneurs. All of them now are getting into bigger businesses, but they all started small to build their names in the business world. One of the entrepreneurs, Julie Brindak, 
worked on her business for eight years before receiving an investment from Procter & Gamble that led to her company to a $15 million valuation. These are all teens I'm talking about, teenagers. Number three, they all worked hard and were relentless. Now, all entrepreneurs go through a lot of trial and error before they strike gold. These teenagers are no exception to the rule. They didn't just get lucky. All right. Adam Horowitz, an 18-year-old entrepreneur, started 30 websites in three years before he became successful. This kid was resilient. All right. Finally, he sold his first six-figure product. After that, he sold another successful product, then another and another. By that time, he figured out the formula. Now, three months before the book actually came out, Adam came out with another product that produced $1.5 million in revenue in three days. Here it is. This kid, 18 years old, makes more money in three days, comes up with a product that makes more money in three days than most people will make in their lifetime. But he failed 30 times before. Right. But he kept going. He kept going. The biggest advantage that I think that teens have, to be honest with you, it's definitely not smarts. It's definitely not wisdom. Right. But they have the ability to keep going. For some reason, as we get older, man, we just stop. People say, hey, that might not be a good idea. We quit. We stop. These kids are relentless. They're going to keep going. Keep going. Now, he would have never, ever made that money if he would have quit on one of those previous 30 attempts that he failed at. Number four, their childhood. Because they were teens, they had no major expenses or obligations. They had the freedom to focus on what they were doing. They did have to make sacrifices, though. Many of them had to sacrifice their childhood because they were determined to build their business. These kids were determined, right? And they really didn't have anything to work for. It wasn't like they had a family to take care of kids to feed or anything like that. But they were still very determined to accomplish whatever goal it was that they were trying to accomplish to build their business. Number five, they were told that they weren't going to be successful. Now, these entrepreneurs received a lot of negativity from teachers and friends. They were able to use the negativity as motivation. One of the entrepreneurs, Michael Dunlap, was told by his teachers that he wouldn't be successful because he was dyslexic. Now, Michael eventually dropped out of school, and despite his disability, he took up blogging and started IncomeDiary.com. His site is one of the most viewed sites, and now he makes a six-figure income. I wonder what that teacher is thinking right now. This kid, dyslexic kid that she told wouldn't be successful is making more money than her. Number six, they kept their personal and business lives separate. Now, most of these young entrepreneurs didn't want the glory associated with being a young founder. They're cautious about their identities because of their young age and because they want to keep their business out of their social lives. And number seven, they were all born sellers. Now, most of the interviewees started selling trinkets when they were in grade school. Some of them sold candy, others sold Pokemon cards, among other things. These young Millionaires got practice selling early and never stop. Reminds me of me. I was selling everything when I was a kid. Me and my brother, me and one of my brothers. 
We sold candy. We sold, we did everything. We were always trying to, and that's why we've gone on to, to be somewhat successful. Now we're going to go into the laws of achievement. Now let's first define what achievement is. Achievement is the ability to set goals and objectives to make plans of action and then to implement the plans and overcome obstacles and adversity and then achieve the goals that you set for yourself. Now, these laws are the laws that will help you to attain your goals. Everything that you do should be aimed at improving your life in some way. Every action of yours should be guided by a purpose and intention of some kind. The wonderful thing about human beings is that we almost always achieve the goals that we set for ourselves. Now, sometimes we have small goals such as making it home on time to watch a show or a basketball game in which we achieve. And then sometimes we have larger goals such as like buying a home or a car and we achieve that as well. Now, our minds have a goal-seeking function that will find a way to accomplish any goal once we program it with an intense desire. It can't be, I kind of want that. If we have an intense desire, just go back and think about your life. Anything that you've had a really intense desire for, I can almost guarantee that the majority of things that you've had an intense desire for, you have accomplished. All right? Now, once we fuel it with desire, once we fuel it with desire, our subconscious and superconscious mind work towards attaining those goals. Now, once we have the goals and the burning desire, these goals will become accomplished at some point in time. Now, the biggest problem that most people have is that they don't set goals. Now, not setting goals is like going to the grocery store without a list of what you want or need or like going on a cross country trip without a map, directions, or GPS. Almost every study on goal setting says that less than 3% of the population have clear written goals and detailed plans. People with written goals accomplish 10 times as much in the same given time as people without any goals at all. That is amazing to me. I can't believe that 97% of America does not write down their goals. It's crazy. Now, if you will sit down with a pen and paper and write down where you would like to go and what you're willing to do to get there, you would be among the top rank of people in America. You would immediately become a different person and your chances of accomplishing what you desire will go up 1,000%. Just by sitting down, writing down what it is you want to accomplish and what you're willing to do to get there and putting some action in. Now, I can almost guarantee that if you write down 10 things you would like to accomplish in the next year and what you need to and are willing to do to achieve these goals, you will accomplish at least 8 out of 10 of these goals. Now, besides writing down and having clarity about your goals, there are 12 laws that you need to practice if you really want to become super successful. Law number one, the law of control. Now, you feel positive about yourself to the degree which you feel you are in control of your life. That's the law of control. Now, those of us that know that we are in control of all areas of our life usually tend to be low stress and high performance people. Those of us that feel that what we're doing is controlled by other people such as their boss, their spouse, and everyone else except them usually have a high level of stress and tend to be low performers. Who's in control of your life? 
All of the research that has been done states that a sense of control is necessary for you to perform at your best. Having goals allows you to be in control of your life. Not having goals is like riding down the highway without any hands to control the steering wheel. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Now, setting goals gives you a sense of power, purpose, and it fuels direction. Number two, the law of responsibility. This is a big one here. You are completely, and I'm telling you, so people are going to get offended by this, but these are laws. I didn't make these up. I just learned the rules and learned how to play by them. The law of responsibility, number two. You are completely responsible for everything you are and have and everything you achieve and become. Let me repeat that. You are completely responsible for anything and everything you are and have and everything you achieve and become. Responsibility is not optional. It's mandatory. You are where you are and what you are because of you. Good or bad. You are where you are and what you are because of you. You are responsible not only for the things you do, but also for the things that you neglect to do. Because we have the choice to do and say whatever we want, we can't neglect that responsibility. No one is coming to rescue you. Newsflash. Nobody is coming to rescue you. If your life is going to get better, it's going to be because of you, not anybody else. Things will only change in your life when you change. Your life improves when you improve. And I know that everybody that's on this call is trying to improve their life. Because if not, they would be doing something else. We have to take responsibility for everything that happens in our life. If it's somebody else's fault, if it's somebody else's in control, we have to wait for them to want to change before our life changes. And I just don't agree with that. I'm in control of everything in my life, and I have the power to change it at any given time. And so do you. Number three, the law of compensation. You are always fully compensated for whatever you do. It is also called the law of reciprocity. We talked about this last week. This states that people will always reciprocate in kind for what you do to or for them. You will get out what you put in. And the great thing about this law is that you can have more anytime in life, anytime that you want more, if you are willing to contribute more. What you are reaping today is based on what you sowed yesterday. <laughs> Let me repeat that. What you are reaping today is based on what you sowed yesterday. So if you have nothing today, that means that you didn't sow anything yesterday. Right? But we're not going to get upset about that because now we know and we can make the changes. So because we want something tomorrow, because we want harvest tomorrow, we are going to sow today. Because if you don't sow today, tomorrow you're not going to have anything to eat either. All right? Zig Ziglar said that you can have anything you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. You can have anything you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. That's why serving is so important. Number four, the law of service. 
Your rewards in life will always be in direct proportion to the value, to the value, to the value of your service to others. The more you work, study, and develop your ability to contribute more to the lives and well-being of others, the better life you will have in all areas. We have to remember that all fortunes begin with the personal sale of services to others. If you wish to increase the size of your rewards, you must increase the quantity and quality of your service. I tell people all the time, you want to make some money? Figure out how you can serve somebody. Right? You want to make a lot of money? You need to figure out how you can solve a problem or serve a lot of people. You want to make millions and billions? You need to figure out how you can solve a problem or serve millions and billions of people. Number five, the law of applied effort. All your hopes, dreams, goals, and aspirations are controlled by hard work. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Most successful millionaires attribute hard work to their success more than any other trait. I'm going to tell you, for a long time, I thought I was just so smart. I thought that my success came from my smartness. And what I realized that I really wasn't that smart. Right. But I worked hard. I worked extremely hard. I worked 18 hours a day for years building my businesses. And that's what I attribute my success to. That was a hard thing for me to realize that I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. It's hard work. In America, most people work 40 hours a week just to survive. Working 40 hours a week will keep your head just above water and you will never get far ahead. However, every hour that you put in over 40 hours, whether it's on your job or yourself, improving your knowledge and skills is an investment in on yourself. Now, the easiest way to tell where you'll be in the next three to five years is to look at the amount of hours that you're working or over 40 hours every single week. So if you're only putting in 40 hours a week work, I can tell you where you're going to be in three to five years, probably in the same position you're at right now, good or bad. That might be good. But if you don't like where you're at right now, you better start putting in more time than 40 hours a week. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on your job. It could be on yourself. The average work week for executives and small business owners in America is between 58 and 59 hours a week. Most successful people work 70 to 80 hours a week in the beginning or the formative stages of their careers, right? In addition to the law of applied effort is that all great success comes after a long period of hard, hard work in a single direction towards a clearly defined purpose. People always ask me, Coach Mark, how did you retire before you were 40? i like, you don't want to know the type of work that I put in, what I had to do for 15 years, no, for 12 years. Right. But I put all that work in then and then now I get an opportunity to do what I want to do for the rest of my life. Now, you need to continually ask yourself. What am I trying to do and how am I trying to do it? All right. It's not enough to just be working long and hard hours, but to be working on those activities that bring you closer to your goals. And you must remember to achieve more then the average person, you must work longer and harder than the average person. 
Now, you can only take more out of life if you're willing to put more into life. The more you put in, the more you get out. Number six, the law of overcompensation. You must be continually looking for opportunities to go beyond the requirements of your job. You must, you have to be willing to go the extra mile. Because of this principle, your future potential is unlimited because there's no restriction whatever on the extra things that you can do to add greater value to your work or your business. You can go the extra mile in everything that you do every day in every way. You can always be looking for opportunities to exceed expectations. You must always do more than you're paid for if you ever want to be paid for more than what you are doing. All right, all right. Wasn't that an amazing show? That's all I have for you guys today. All right, just want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to any of the call editions of my shows, all you got to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you guys have three friends that should have heard this message, right? We got three friends that needed to listen to this, right? Sharing is caring, so make sure we share it with them, all right? We want not only for us to become successful, but we want our friends and family to become successful as well, right? That way they're not asking us for money every time they need some money, right? We want them to do well in life as well, all right? So don't forget, check out my book, repeataftermebook.com. You get an opportunity to download it for free, all right? If you want the physical version of the book, just reach out to me, coachmarkspeaks at gmail.com, and I will make arrangements to get you a physical copy. I'm selling it for almost nothing, all right? So, Make sure you guys go to www.repeataftermebook.com, enter in your information so you can get a free copy of the book. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is, average people have wishes and hopes, confident people have goals and plans. We don't have wishes, we got goals and plans because we got something that we're trying to to get to, right? All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week.